What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. What is up? To Welcome to part two of the Monday show this week, even though part one dropped on Sunday. This is WrestleMania Night 2 Review. Um... First thought is night one was better. Um, a lot of these matches were TV matches. They weren't WrestleMania-worthy matches. I still maintain that. Uh, and like I thought, once I saw... and it, it, it didn't matter if I was there alive or not, so don't give me that. Nothing. Once I saw FTR versus the Briscoes, nothing this weekend was going to top it. Period. Bottom line. That's just what it is. Um, that is the match of the weekend, and that will be a match of the year candidate. So, period, bottom line. Um, I, if I had to put a guess, I would say... I would say Cody and Seth were tied with Becky and Bianca for the match of WrestleMania for both nights. Uh, Edge and Styles was good too. Um, the end, only thing about the end that hurt it to me was, even though it was clean, air quotes, no air quotes, can't see me doing air quotes, um, it wasn't clean. Like you saw the building of a faction. This is a whole story. I, I kind of figured that this was going to be a story. Um, that wasn't going to end at Mania. This story is really just kind of beginning. So, before we get into that, I have some final thoughts on Cody. You guys remember I'm a huge Cody fan. When I first heard about the whole departure from AEW, I, I, I finally came to a realization of what my problem's been. I am extremely happy that he's happy. You know, he said he doesn't want to do management anymore. He's on the road full time. They gave him a bus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and put, and you know what's Funny, I've, I've had, cause I was able to have some some conversations with some of the wrestlers this weekend. And I had a conversation with uh, Adam Cole, and um, he made a comment to me to the effect of, "It's super cool." And he, he said, hey, first, let me rewind." He said, hey, "Can I ask you a question?" Because actually, because first of all, let's, let's start over. So I didn't have anything for Adam Cole to sign, and I have so many eight by tens. I can't remember all the people I who I had signed eight by tens of. But I, I, I hate 8x10s. They're hard to display. You gotta buy frames or gotta sum up a certain way. I just was like, fuck it. So I walked around the con and was looking for an Adam Cole figure. So I looked at it and I, I did pay a good amount for it. Oh, I don't care about it. I paid like 100 bucks for it. Now, in fairness, it was one of those takeover uh, figures where um, it was like online exclusives. I think it's like Target or Walmart. And they only put them on or Amazon, excuse me, Amazon. That's what it was. And the and those figures are going for that price. They sold out immediately on Amazon. And the only reason I even got my Christian fan takeover uh, figure for the amount I got, I think it was like for $45, is because the guy had like five of them. Like he was a clear scalper. And um, he was like, and you've and you seen it. And he, when I first like uh, asked him on eBay, hey, how much is this? It was 70 so, okay, cool, thanks. He was like, um, but I, I didn't even know this. Or I didn't remember it, excuse me. He was like, yeah, but you bought from me before. 
he said it was many years ago though and he was like because it's in my order history and i i, I, I said okay uh, he was like but i sell it to you for 45 i was like, all right cool then you know and that's a good price for those because all those figures are going between 70 dollars and 100 bucks so i got it for 100 bucks I said, all right, cool. And now I get his autograph, right? The guy's autograph. And we were talking. He said, hey, can I ask you a question? I'm close to this. I said, yeah, man. He said, were you only a fan when I was in NXT? I was like, I actually know my first memory of you is when you guys shaved Jay Lethal's head. I saw you before then, but you weren't on my radar because I'm such a Jay Lethal fan that, like, once you got became a and I knew you were, I still watched your matches and stuff, but I wasn't a fan. He was like, but you knew about me. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I knew, I knew about your rivalry and all, all other stuff, right? And I was just like, well, he was like, oh, no. He was like, so you follow me since? I said, yeah. I said, I'm not. This show is for pro wrestling fans. You know, um, as you guys know, I don't have loyalty to any company. I watch everything. You know, the same way I get excited about me at Adam Cole this last couple of days, I got excited to meet uh, Minoru Suzuki. So, uh, very diverse this show is, which is cool because. I think I've only had a few people, um, like, message me their AEW or WWE hate. It's just not something that we do here. I just don't. Dude, WWE was by themselves for so long. And I know they had Impact there. But Impact was kind of self-destructive after a while. I, I just, I got tired of WWE, dude. Like, and I love wrestling. I love WWE. But there needs to be an alternative that I can watch on a regular basis. You know, it just, it just, there just needs to be. Um, and so it's one of those things where I, I just don't, I, I just don't have that in me. It's just so stupid. It just is so stupid. But he was like saying how he's so appreciative of people who have been following him because he was like, dude, so many people will tell me like, hey, I watch in the ring of arm, but once you're doing it to WWE system, I refuse. And I was like, I, I believe it. It's not these things are not like hard to believe, you know. But it's just so it's something that's beyond my uh, comprehension. So I'm just like, all right, cool, wh whatever the fuck. I like that just doesn't make sense to me. So it was never that. Because even when Punk retired, I'm a huge Punk fan. As long as he's happy, I don't care. And and, and Cody seems genuinely happy. Here's what I here's my problem. Because this is clearly a personal matter between not even him and Tony Khan, but between him and the Bucks and Omega. Because uh, oh, uh, Kenny, uh, not Kenny, uh, Cody had tweeted out wrestling's a love story, and then the Bucks always have something sarcastic to say. They say. Uh, Two kids from SoCal who grew up and became megastars was never going to be romantic enough for you, which is obviously going back at Cody. It's close to some person between those parties. Here's the issue I have. It's the same issue I have with Shaq and Kobe. I love Shaq. Shaq is the only reason I got into basketball, believe it or not. And I like Kobe, too. Even though Kobe went on to win five rings, Shaq won another ring, four rings total. They, between them, they have nine rings. Good for them both. If they would have stayed together in their prime, Kobe would still probably have more rings, but I believe Kobe would have like seven to eight rings, and Shaq would have got the six rings. They would have continued to win together. That's the issue I have. AEW's going to be a success no matter what. They're going to they're gonna be around for a very long time. Cody, could, Cody, the Bucks, Omega could have been, and done anything they want to. They could have run the world together. They're still going to be great stars on their own. Cody will be the next world heavyweight champion 
whenever they give Raw a new belt. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I think I just feel like that's that that's my issue with the whole situation is that when you kind of see people um, kind of fighting and it's like, no, 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 stay together. You guys are so good together. That's what the issue is. You know, that's why I'm disappointed. It's not in Cody. It's just in the situation. But um, when you think about it, Cody didn't know these guys until six years ago. And that's when he, and he asked Kevin Owens, hey, how do I make a, a splash on the independent scene? And that's when Owens told him about the Bucks and told him about uh, all these other people. So, you know, I'm happy if they're happy. And that's, that's all that matters, man. You know, so anyways, moving on to night two. Let's get to his review of night two. Uh, in two seconds, I need to reply to a text message. Um, there we go. Triple H starts off night two by laying his boots in, down in the ring. And I guess that's, I mean, we already know he retired, but I guess that's just the last time he'll probably be in a ring to do it. You know, and why not do it on a grandest stage? Um, so that was a little sad. <laughs> Start the night for myself being a huge Triple H fan. But the night really starts off with RK Bro defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. This was fun. You know, this was a good way to start the night. Randy Orton did make history as he is the only man in WWE history, in the history of this entire company, to walk into WrestleMania with every single major championship ever. His first WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania 20, almost 20 years ago, this man walked in with and he's as the Intercontinental Champion. He walked into another WrestleMania as the United States Champion. He walked into an, another WrestleMania as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So this guy has done it all. So congratulations to him. RK Bro retain. And if you guys thought Street Profits were going heel, they were not going heel yet. They tried to bring Gabe Steve Gable Stevenson's in Stevenson Steven Steveson in. And um I, I know it's gonna have a hard time saying that name. And um, you saw the first little bit of action from him. And Chad Gable knocked the drink out of his hand. I love Randy Orton's expression when he saw it. He was like, all righty, this is happening right now. You know, and um, Gable took a couple of over, or one overhead belly belly suplex. Um, they found any way to make this put this man on TV. Like, they even announced him being he was in the front row. Like, they found any reason to say, hey, he needs to be in the front of your mind. So I actually, you know, once he's done training and everything, I, I hate even calling shit like this. I can see though, in a perfect world, and this would now be being two nights of WrestleMania, that will be a main WrestleMania main event one day, I believe. Gable Stevenson, Stevenson, and Braun Breaker for for heavyweight gold. I believe that completely, one hundred percent. So. Um, good way to start the night off. Uh, next up is Bobby Lashley versus Omas. You know what's funny is when I was going back and forth on my predictions last week, someone asked me, he said, why are you going back and forth? I said, because I really just didn't think it made sense for Omas to win and have Bobby Lashley lose. You know, you already had him not lose his WWE championship, which he needs to go after. But then you have him just losing flat out. I was like, that just doesn't make any sense. 
you know, obviously I'm not a fan of Omas, but um, I just saw the reason why I was going back and forth is I watched like three people's YouTube channels, and they all said Omas was gonna win. I said, "What? Where is this coming from?" Like, I I, I got like the uh how it normally goes. I understood that how it normally goes with the WWE logic, right? But I just didn't think it made sense here, personally. That was just me. So, no, but Bobby Lashley wins. This was a TV match, dude. This did not need to be on WrestleMania. I don't I don't get this. This was... God bless Lashley. You know, God bless him. You know, you, if you look at his WrestleMania matches, Bobby Lashley's had the quite the up-and-down WrestleMania matches. Last year, he's defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. The year before that, uh, who I can't remember. I know he's faced Umaga at one. It's just he's faced Finn Balor at one, and to get Omos, I feel like he's like he got the Undertaker treatment there. We need someone that work with this guy. Here you go. So, anyways, Johnny Knoxville defeated Sami Zayn. I thought this was a fun match. I thought using all the gimmickry of WWE slash. Uh, uh, jackass and having jackass people come into play. Um, I, I thought Sami Zayn was going to win personally just because um, I think this is the second year in a row working with a, a Hollywood person. Next year, they're going to be in Hollywood. So I can only imagine him working with another Hollywood personality. And but if you think, if you look at it, all Hollywood personalities won this year. You know, it's like, I, I guess that's what WrestleMania is about. That's what, that's what, that's, that's what everybody's going to say. So, no, whatever. But this was fun though. This was I'm happy Sami Zayn got and this got time. So it wasn't like Sami Zayn was out there for five minutes. This got time. So I'm happy for Sami Zayn. I really am. Carmella and Zelina defended the women's tag team championships against Naomi and Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natty and Shayna. None of these are real tag teams. <laughs> None of these are real tag teams. But it doesn't matter because these tag team belts are becoming whatever, I guess. Uh, congratulations to Carmella, as I think next week her and Corey Graves are getting married. And congratulations to Sasha Banks, as she not only got the pin to win her, I believe, third women's tag team championship reign, the first woman to do that in history, but she got her first win at WrestleMania. And um, I know a lot of people were going against it. Either they were, it, it was only one of two things with this match. Either they were betting on her to win her first WrestleMania match, or they were saying how the streak's going to continue, and, and she was going to be the one to take the pin. Well, finally, she gets the pin, the win, one in six. She's a three-time women's champ, tag team champion. I'm, I'm sure that's a record. Charlotte Flair made history as well, being the first woman to ever win four matches at WrestleMania. First of all, that's really crazy that no woman's ever won four matches at WrestleMania. Number two... Four fucking matches? That's just crazy to me. But anyways, congratulations to Naomi. As now she has that championship to add to her banner. I think I was at her last... The last time she won a women's championship was in Orlando when I was actually at that WrestleMania. Um, she, I think she won like a four... Was it a four-way or was it like a six-way? I think it was like a six-way match she won. So she's at, she, she adds gold on it. Look here. After going through that feud with uh, Sonya Deville that didn't really get a proper blow-off for reasons, 
Um, I'm glad they're, they're doing something with Naomi. Naomi's too talented to just be sitting there. But think about this now. Her and her husband both have gold. She's been begging to be in the bloodline. Can you imagine if they add those two women in the bloodline with those those women's championships? They could actually get, make those championships relevant. And just that would be too dominant. But anyways, congratulations to Sasha Banks. This match was fine. You know, once again, these matches, even if they weren't bad, they were serviceable, but they were also TV matches. <laughs> you know, so whatever. Edge defeated AJ Styles after the, uh, there was no interference, but there was a slight distraction because one minute like, you see AJ Styles go out to do the phenomenal form. All of a sudden, the camera just pans there and you see just randomly Damian Priest out of nowhere. And like there was no fanfare to it. Like you didn't hear anybody. And the cry didn't. Was, was my TV on mute at this time? I, d- I don't think. Except parts of uh, tonight, I did watch it with the TV on, like with the mute button off. Um, like the main event, I, I listened to the whole thing. Um, so I don't know. I don't remember. But I could have swore the TV was not on mute, and I didn't hear anybody react. So it might have been on mute. Never mind. Um, anyways, um. This I thought this was a good match, you know. I think they're gonna do better though. Like to me, I get I got the feeling they were saving a little something to take. This feels like the beginning of this, and now you see. And, and at the end of the match, well, first of all, AJ goes off the top rope, gets hit with the spear, pinned. All of a sudden, Damian Priest goes in the ring. He gets on one knee. Him and Edge just smile at each other, and it's and then they walk off together side by side. So I don't know what is about to happen here. I don't know like what this 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 uh tandem will bring, but it's it's interesting to give Edge his own it's interesting, you know. But I have a feeling we've not seen the last of AJ Styles and Edge, so looking forward to that next match. I think that next match will be better. Yeah, because like example, right? Styles and Cena one was good. Styles and Cena two was better. Styles and Cena three was like the worst of the trilogy, but it was still a good match. I get the feeling we're going to see this from Edge and AJ Styles. We're not done with this yet. Sheamus and Ridge Holland, they got on the soup, the, the WrestleMania card. They defeated New Day in a throwaway match. But look here, I'm glad these five got on there. Um, they deserve to be on a WrestleMania card. Like, the New Day are some of the top merch sellers for WWE of all time. Sheamus is just a great talent who, uh, if you're going to give him a, a faction, cool. But don't keep them off WrestleMania. So I'm glad these guys got on the WrestleMania card, period, bottom line. Pat McAfee defeated. He defeated Austin uh, Austin Theory. Let's see, Austin Aries. Random. And after that, we see Vince McMahon actually have a match. So the rumors were true. Vince McMahon, the rumors were true on both cases. I, so I get you guys don't like Meltzer. I guess you guys don't like these reports a lot of times. I, I read your emails. I read your DMs. But they were two for two this year. Vince McMahon had technically a match at WrestleMania as well as Austin. After Pat McAfee defeated Austin Theory, uh, Vince McMahon didn't really do any work. It was a technically a handicap match. But Vince McMahon technically, in the books, won a match at 76 years old or however old he is. At WrestleMania against Pat McAfee. And then afterwards, he took one of the worst stunners ever. But I believe, it looked like, and someone tell me if I'm wrong or not, it looked like once Steve Austin kicked him, he lost his balance. And as he's trying to gain it, 
He just he couldn't keep balance. And he takes, but Vince always took the ugliest stunners though. And by the way, the sell from Pat McAfee uh, and and Austin Aries is Chef's kiss. But like he's he's still like even if Vince would took a better stunner, he is still in the history books as well for taking the worst stunner of all time as he's doing convulsions at the end. I don't want to hear it, you know. But this is like he just kind of lost control. But he takes out one of the worst stunners ever. But you could tell Austin was just having fun. Like, literally, he kicks he kicks Austin Theory, stuns him. Austin Theory jumps in the air, does, like, some weird thing. What a, it was just the weirdest sell to do, but it was hilarious. And then Pat McAfee comes in. They drink him beer. He, he stuns him. Pat just falls right back down. Then he's on the ground, still drinking beer. These guys are... That was just a, that was, that was a fun segment. I thought the match was not too bad between Theory and uh, McAfee. Um, once again, I'm glad Theory got in the WrestleMania card. I'm glad Pat McAfee, he, he seems to be having the time of his life. This didn't need to be on WrestleMania card. They, these things were not WrestleMania worthy, but at this point, with it being two nights, I think we're going to have to start changing the definition of what makes something WrestleMania worthy, if that makes any sense. So, And finally, the main event. And before we get to the main event... I need to say this again. Spending this weekend at WrestleCon, and my humidifier is about to go off. I can hear it. Um, this was the first WrestleMania weekend I've gone to. I said this before. That I did nothing WWE sponsored. Every other time I've gone, whether it's WrestleMania 27, 28, 29, 30. Let me get some water. Sorry, guys. Alright, that was a little more difficult than it needed to be. <clears throat> Still my cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, though got really dry really fast. Um, <sighs> sorry about that, guys. So what I'm about to say was, um, <coughs> Jesus Christ, I should probably edit that out. That's terrifying. I won't. But anyways, um, being this my first WrestleMania where it was not doing anything WWE sponsored, it was one of those things where, <clears throat> all right, that's weird. It was one of those things where... <clears throat> I was around professional wrestling fans. So, all right, this ain't gonna work for me. Like, where the fuck is that wire ball? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. That was a rough, like, three minutes right there. Um, but I know why. It went from really, like, I had it really, like, cool in here. I had both my fans on, the humidifiers going, and I cut the fans off and the AC off in here so that way it could um, be like completely silent for you guys because I'm back home now. Um, so obviously, you guys could probably hear no, that the acoustics is much different. They sound like I'm actually at home in the silence. Um, however, being around actual like just pro wrestling fans, not just pro WWE fans, but pro wrestling fans, like... It's been interesting getting people's perspective. Like, there's a lot of people that just don't like Roman Reigns. They don't like the heel turn. They don't like any of it. They still feel he's being pushed too much. And 
they don't they just don't like the package period bottom line and it's not that they hate wwe because I, I i was in i was talking with somebody i was in line i think it was to me it was suzuki and this guy is praising the wwe product everything but roman reigns like i was like wow okay that's interesting i didn't see that coming you know and like it's kind of it's kind of was one of the best parts of this weekend was doing nothing WWE sponsored because when you do things that's just WWE sponsored, you get a lot of times it's gonna be like what seventy eighty thousand fans, but a lot of those are just WWE fans. They shit on everything else, whatever, right? But being around fans like myself that are just praising the good stuff and saying, well, I wish they do more with this guy, you know, and hearing people talk about Otis and, and Hey, I wish they would do this with him. When I saw him on the indie scene, when he was coming up, he did this and this was pretty cool and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't actually hear anyone shit on WWE. It's quite interesting, quite fascinating. You would think being at a convention like that, where you're seeing AEW wrestlers and you're like, well, yeah, man, fuck WWE. Like, no, like I heard, I'm sure they were there. I'm 100% sure they were there. But I, I think I ran to everyone that I spoke to was just so pro wrestling. Just this is why I find cool. This is why I don't find it. But this this main event is so important to Roman Reigns' career, as I said on the predictions. When he had cut that promo on Monday and said, the one thing I have not done is beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, it reminded me of 2003 all over again. When The Rock cut that promo, the only thing I haven't done is beat that ball-headed, candy ass. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, that's crazy. You know, like, I thought it just took me back there immediately. I said, this has to bring the story full arc. This has to be the thing that he has, he has to win this match. And I felt that way already. I felt that way already. I, this dude, Brock Lesnar, has been the final boss. Reigns has taken that spot. And Reigns will be in that spot for a very long time now. Cena was in that spot before, and Brock Lesnar took it over once he dominated Cena. And I'm, and I just feel like Reigns, it's his time is now. And I don't, I, I can't say he's being pushed too hard because he, he's just hot right now. You know, it's like he's doing entertaining stuff. You know, um, for me, you know, personally. And so I said, he has to win both those. The visual of him holding both of the World Heavyweight Championships has to solidify it. And I thought about it. This is the only WrestleMania in history, what, what I think Cole uh, pointed out on uh, commentary, that has had a unification match to end the night. Or in period, probably in general. You know, No, 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 it's not true. Because they had a unification match for tag team titles where there was a... Carlito and Primo versus Miz and Morrison. Well, I think Carlito and Primo won the tag team titles and unified them. Um, however, this is this was bigger stakes. These were bigger names. No disrespect to those guys. And um, I felt Reigns had to win. Brock Brock wins being nothing. Like Brock's been working a full time schedule the last three four months. His, he's he's done after this. He's done for a while. Prior to SummerSlam, but now it's time for these, these two to separate. It's time for these two to uh, move forward. You know what I'm saying? So this match had a big fight feel. Um, I don't think anything's going to top the WrestleMania 31 match. Just because of everything that happened. The match was great. And then you mix in 
the the heist of the, the year or the heist of the century moment. But if you look at the the, the the records at WrestleMania, no one wins the first time. That's technically a draw, you know, because Seth won. Um, Brock wins the second time, so that makes makes it one zero and one. They're still even, but that means Brock. I means Reigns doesn't have this on his record, you know. He still needs to beat Seth Rollins for a championship, but they'll get there. Now, where you go next with Roman Reigns, I don't know. But you need to now continue. Now you need to build up Drew McIntyre. But anyways, this match starts. The Usos walk him out, but they go right to the back. So it's already felt differently. Like I, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't think you need to have interference. I felt like you didn't. I felt it would hurt the match if you had interference, and you didn't. You had a ref bump, a low blow, a, hit, a shot with the belt. Brock kicks out. Um, you had Kamora in that. I, I, I never once bought that Brock was winning. Me, no, I, 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 and sometimes I think watching wrestling, you can get yourself too hyped into thinking, hey, they won't do this, right? This is probably the only match tonight or in this entire weekend where none of the false finishes got me, if that makes any sense. And the, the, the way the match ended was sudden as fuck. It was sudden. Like, he gets out of the Kimura, thanks to Paul Heyman. Um, Paul pushes the ropes close to his hand. Uh, Brock goes for an F5. Reigns gets out of it, pushes him to the ropes, spears him one, two, three. It felt like something else was going to happen, and it didn't. It felt like there was there should have been more. That was a very anticlimactic ending, but it was the right ending that needed to happen for this story. Reigns needed to hold up both world championships in order to do that. Now, where do they go next? We will soon see, my friends. Um, check me out as we will have more. I will be doing a show just strictly based off of the weekend's events. You guys have asked me who I got autographs from, who talked to me. I'm going to go through all that. Um, and we're going to review the night after Raw. So then that wins next Monday night or next Monday show. You guys won't have any Raw, but it'll be its own show unto itself. Um, we already know Cody's gonna be talk, gonna be on on air talking, um, but we're gonna do all that tomorrow night, and I'll probably drop it as soon as I do it. I'm just gonna drop it, so it'll come like either really late Monday or like after midnight on Tuesday morning. So you guys will still get it no matter what. Um, but thank you guys. It's been a busy, exhausting weekend. I'm about to go get some rest. Um, and surprise, my, hum- my humidifier lasted. It didn't go off. Um, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed all the content we've done. We got more coming this week. And I will check out Morbius sometime this week. I don't know when. But when I do, I'll just break it down towards two different shows. So if that way, if you guys have not decided, if you guys have decided to not watch Morbius, then you won't have to listen to that podcast. Or you can listen to it just to figure it out. Like, hey, okay, that's cool, I guess we're not. And, but we're still going to keep those that separate from Moon Knight. I think that's best for right now. So, anyways, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Hope you guys enjoy WrestleMania. Hope you guys enjoyed this weekend. Whether you were there or not, hope you guys just had fun. I am the Soul Chemical, and I am out.